The golden rule says you should treat others the way you want to be treated. But an unfortunate truth is that idea doesn't account for the driving power of wanting to prove someone wrong or get even. Media moguls Vince McMahon and Ted Turner turned the 90s cable airwaves into an open war zone of professional wrestling with millions of fans. The global superpowers of the 20th century even threw down to be the first to send a man to the moon just as a flex. There are stories where people crash and burn in perceived mutual hatred, too. Like naturalist Charles Waterton humiliating himself trying to bring down American birding icon James Audubon. But that's the beauty of beef. It's funny, it's dark, it's humanity in a nutshell. And it's a triple gold signal award-winning show from Next Chapter Podcasts. I'm Bridget Todd. Join me as I serve up the juiciest rivalries you've never heard of. Listen to Beef wherever you get your podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. have a major announcement an unprecedented departure something outstanding i don't even know God, i'm a fucking moron what am i doing right now <laughs> what, what is it that i'm doing we have a major announcement and you'll hear about it in a couple of minutes after we're done shooting the shit this is i didn't even want you to take this out i want the world to know what a fucking moron i am and how stupid i am on this podcast all the time that's what I want. I think you just get your ahead of yourself a little bit. And then you're like, wait, I just needed to say one thing. Like, I don't need I to, can't. it doesn't need to be a whole elaborate, which I do the same thing. But yes. no, I can't, I can't stop. I just can't stop. I, and I hate the sound of my voice, but I can't stop using it. Just as important as our big announcement. Have you noticed? Okay. So I'm sure that you follow a few people that are just like attractive Instagram men that like, uh, you know, yes. ha- normally, tr- normally like, what's the word where I, I just look at their pages without liking them. Sure. I'm just like a lurker. I'm a lurker. Yes. So like what I've been noticing recently is that there's these people that become like Instagram, like hot people. 
and like it's every picture of them like alone like posing with either an outfit on or like not an outfit on and that's the point you know what i mean and right. like being right. very like thirst trappy which is like fine like if you're attractive i want to see that that sure know? but then you like do a little bit more digging and you find that they're in a relationship and then uh -huh. you like go to the other person's page right. like the person they're in a relationship with and every photo is them with the <laughs> other person like you know what i mean it's like the yes. other person is absolutely like just doing the run of the mill like right. i'm in a relationship and i'm a normal person that's a civilian of the right. world on instagram and sure. so it's like pictures of us like on a vacation it's pictures exactly. of us like, making dinner together pictures of us doing this and then if you go to the other person's instagram like you would never in your life ever know that, that person is in a relationship right no because they're not, in an open relationship but only one of them is aware of it the, uh, yeah <laughs> right what would you go that a jar that relationship's a, a jar. jar. It's a jar. <laughs> Which again, like, it, like I'm not here to tell anyone what to do with about anything, but like, isn't that so strange? Like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you feel, I guess, you know, let me not judge people, but like, I would just be like, what's happening? You mean, do you think they talk about it at home? Yeah. Like, do they yeah. know that? And they're like, well, my, it's better that I am like, quote unquote single because then people are like lusting after me. Is that what it is? Like what, like there's I, someone that I follow who's extremely attractive, who has a husband and multiple children that you would yeah. never, ever, ever know. Right. And like is doing only fans and like getting, Oh, well that's the reason that like, I was that, you know, I, the, my only question was, are they making money off money of being hot? Yeah. Because then that's part of the deal. Like, you know, if, if you're married to someone yeah. who's gorgeous, you have to let them be gorgeous so they can make money so you can you're raise right. your I children. guess it really, it really is your like rule of your, your golden rule that you want to have in the world. Like of like, if you're really hot, yes. then, like I get to do whatever I want. Oh, if you are, if you are hot, you have a, you have a moral and religious and ethical responsibility to make money off of being hot. That's yeah. absolutely my an ex mother of uh, an ex mother in law of mine once said that you, if you have a gift and you don't use it that God gets angry, <laughs> and that's these people but are making God happy. That, if, if, if your gift is being hot if, and you're not making money from it, you're gonna get to the pearly gates and God's gonna point down. Be like, nope, I gave you that face and you didn't go on OnlyFans. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and I, I shouldn't know, have said just, face. Just said dick. Cause then they start to, the point of that is to be like, oh, here's what I do. And I like, get to know me and get all these, you know what I mean? Like, here's right. me, like a slice of life of my life. And it's like, but you have kids and like a, a spouse. Like, why mm -hmm. is that not a part of your slice of life? But it's know. like, because that's boring. Honestly. Yeah, I guess. Sure. But I think See, it's interesting. I don't know. Really? You know what, what I can no longer stand. And I'm sure I am like years behind even it being worthy of a conversation, but the uh, GRWM on the old Insta and TikTok, get ready with me. I, I, how did this start? It is for, for those of you who are even older and dumber than I am, GRWM get ready with me is just people video, vi videotaping them getting ready either for the day or to go out. And it's just them sort of like getting dressed. Now, if you're going to invite me to watch you getting dressed. I need you to be going to the Met Gala. I need you to be going to the Academy Awards or I don't know, to march to your death, something significant. There are people that have millions and millions of followers whose claim to fame is get ready with me. And when I tell you that they are putting on 
a, a t-shirt, t-shirt and jeans yeah. every day as what? if that's like groundbreaking well you know that i have an entire like instagram series that's called okay question mark question mark question mark that's <laughs> yes. like people getting ready that like and they're like this is them doing fashion and it's just like them wearing a t-shirt and i'm like this isn't i didn't need to see this it is utterly bizarre and like it's i'm insane. giving them press by talking about it and that's probably what's so kitschy about it i guess is that they're just so underwhelming in every way I watched an an Instagram video of someone mostly attractive of of him washing his face <laughs> and it was like five five insta stories in a row of him washing his face. I was waiting for the punchline and it just ended with him looking at his wet face in the mirror. He didn't even, I felt incomplete. I was blue balled because he didn't even dry his face off. I'm like, yeah. I've spent two full minutes here waiting for a climax and all you did was wash your fucking face. Well, that's wrong? The-, the internet's horrible. As much as people, you know, say everyone thinks they can do what we do is for work. It's like storytelling is an art and like you do need, and not even just a beginning, middle and end, but like you do need compelling situations that you are telling a story through, not I'm washing my face and now it's over. Like, yeah, I wash my face every day. Like I didn't need to see this. I actually feel responsible for this, this horrific form of entertainment. I feel like reality shows. Everyone thinks that they can do a reality show. Yes. (laughs) Chris and I are both producers of reality shows for many years. And I feel like what we do for a living has opened the world to get ready with me. Well, open the world to watch me wash my face. One also people believing that their story can also be compelling when it's not. No, but I spend, I spend an inordinate amount of time watching insignificant people do insignificant things. I might have to, I might have to take Instagram off my, I can't take Instagram off my phone. Get ready with me. Page there. The get ready with me as much as like the, a lot of the other little trends that they do. I've heard from so many influencers that they're like, if it's trending, like you have to do it. And it's just like another thing that's an excuse to like have another video is like, here's the outfit I'm wearing. But again, like I need to see an outfit then I don't need to see a pair of blue jeans and a white t-shirt. Like I've seen that before. Right. Like if I'm going to watch you get ready, I need to see a team of people helping you get the fuck ready. That's what I need. Or I need you to be getting paid by a brand to say, show off all of our clothing. And then that's fun to me because it's almost like a commercial for the clothing. Just something. That maybe I want to buy. I'm going to see your old Navy bullshit. Oh, by the way, this week's episode is sponsored by old Navy. I should apologize. (laughs) 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 It's, it is maddening. Everyone on the internet is an idiot except for us. Yeah. That is basically the moral of it. Basically. Are we ready to reveal our speaking big announcement? Of, speaking of everyone being idiots except for us. <laughs> We've joked a lot about merch that we want to put clitorally on a t-shirt. We, you know, we're going to, you know, stratosphere. We're going to yeah. have all this merch. It's that it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to mm-hmm, happen. Mm-hmm. We get well, a DM. The, the slow rollout begins. Chris, Give them the origin story. We get a DM from a little company called Wax Cabin Candle Company. They want to do a candle with us. Was the candle the first thing we were thinking of doing as merch? No. Did it end up being the most logical choice? Yes. Yes. We are now coming out with a clitorally candle. A clitorally candle. You heard that right. A clitorally candle. We are collaborating with Wax Cabin Candle Company, and we are launching the clitorally candle. Two different scents. 
both equally good and they are on sale right now. Can you believe you can it? Go Happy to our birthday, Insta- America. There's a clitorally candle for you. You, we're going to be posting it all over both of our social medias as well as the Fixing Famous People Instagram at Fixing Famous People. Go there. You are going to be able to buy them. You can buy one. You can get a box set of a two. Box set. A box set of clitorally candles. They say clitorally on them. The candles themselves, obviously the minute that we we are approached with this, we're like, we need to smell the candles. It needs to be good. Like we, They can't be gross. Like Send us candles. They are soy-based. They're in a glass jar with a lid on top. So once you're done burning the candle, you can then reutilize that jar. And it says clitorally on it. So of course you want to reuse that jar to put like, you know, your child, pins. Your child's teeth as they your fall out you want to put in there. <laughs> Loose change, lipsticks, like, you know, any of Condoms. these things. Obviously, we you know we went back and forth of like, what do we want the container to be? And Dominic said, I know that your dream is that in 10 years, someone shouts like to their husband from another room, like, oh, you need a bobby pin? It's in my clitorally candle jar. <laughs> yes! And he knew that that was my, my dream because it is. Uh, um, now, you might be asking yourself, what do these candles smell like? Well... They smell like clits. Just kidding. Neither no. one of us knows what that smells <laughs> well, like. We sure don't. You more than me knows. Well, but. it's just been many decades. It was, uh, a, but a scent I've forgotten. So Chris, um, why don't you tell us what they smell like? One of them, one of the scents is a morning tea cleanse. That is green tea bags, a yoga mat, mm. honeysuckle, and to top it all off, a lemon wedge. Beautiful morning, <laughs> like- burn it in the morning. And the thing that's good about these candles is like, you know, when you buy one of those candles, that's like really, really cheap and you're just, and you smell it and you're like, Oh God. And it gives you a headache and it's like really strong. And and because it's so poorly made, these are not that you burn this for like in your house and you come into the room and you get that little whiff of the scent and it's not giving you a headache like an hour later. Know what I'm saying? Like you're getting that little whiff of it and you smell it and it feels good and you get that little pick me up, but you're not then sitting there and it's not like smelling on all of your clothes. This candle provides you emotionally with the sort of happiness when you see someone who is mean to you in high school, you find their Facebook page and they're just <laughs> hideous now. Like, it gives your brain job. that stimulation. Yeah. Yes. It gives you that stimulation. It's the sort of stimulation that you had to invite someone you hate to a party for political reasons and they get violently ill and can't attend. It's that sort of happiness. It's sort of like you smell this candle and you think to yourself, I fucking deserve this candle. Clitorally. Clitorally. And maybe you don't want a morning tea cleanse. Maybe you're like, I don't want a clean. I don't want that. That's not the scent that I like. We also have a walk on the beach. Okay. Saltwater, driftwood, sandals, and jasmine. It's fresh. It's light. It's almost like clean linen. Like it's very, very, very clean. Not too like gross fragrancy. It's delicious. It smells delicious, but it won't make you hungry. Yes. (laughs) We are so excited to make these. We are so excited to bring them out. I hope you guys all buy one. I hope you guys post about it. We are so excited. And I think that we are good. This is like the first in a very long line of things. This is a dream come true. You're watching two grown men have a very, very immature dream come to 
big, bold life right in front of you. And we have all of you to thank because they only know about us because you've all been commenting and reposting and listening. So thank you very much. And please, please enjoy the candle of the summer. Clitorally. Clitorally. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And now let's get into it. Our guest this week is the first three-time guest on Fixing Famous People. Our first thricer. Unprecedented. <laughs> it's absolutely unprecedented. We're going to have to get, like, when SNL has a five-time guest, a velvet jacket, we're going to have to give the three-timers <laughs> something. <laughs> Maybe it'll be it? like... I, did, what is, I don't know. Just something. I'll grab something from my mother's house and we'll send it to people. Wine yeah. jewelry. She's got wine jewelry for the base of her wine glasses. Those will be in the mail. Our guest today is, just like Chris and I, a podcast host and a television producer and absolutely hilarious. She is the lovely and talented Rebecca Bregman. I was going to suggest... Uh... Five timers get anal beads. No, that yeah, with our face, with mine and Dominic's faces <laughs> on each of the beads. The beads are the size of our actual actual faces. heads. Yeah. So, yeah. power yeah. bottoms only can host mm-hmm. the show a fifth mm-hmm. time. Yep, yep, yep. Um, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be in the thruple now. I am thrilled that you're here. Did you want to accuse either of us of being anti-Semitic right off the top, or were you just yes. going to weave it into the, well, the podcast? I mean, <laughs> What, whatever, you know, we're talking about an anti-Semitic thing. Mm-hmm. We, I'm on an anti-Semitic podcast. I mean. Are you going live with Tucker on Twitter later or are you uh, doing that tomorrow? God. I mean, I would, I would for 30 seconds just yeah. to promote <laughs> fixing famous yes. people. I would do it. Nude if necessary. And yeah. Tucker Carlson would be like, what? <laughs> I actually have ways to fix him and it, it does involve being a power bottom. So. Oh, I, I have similar <laughs> ideas actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so today we are, I'm, I'm going to throw the word departure into our lexicon now, just because today's a real departure for us. Dare I say an unprecedented departure for fixing famous people. But one that people have begged for again and again. Every yes. single time I've put up a who should we fix next on Instagram, this has come in as a suggestion. 
and they want us to fix the Roy family of succession. Before we go any further, we I've we have not touched on the fact that um, Rebecca's wearing the sweater that uh, Shiv wears in the first like what three episodes of the show yes, that I yes. already owned from H and M of Men's Medium. It fits <laughs> her beautifully. It's it's gorgeous, and I mean she's cosplaying. I am. I I am, and. Uh, Wore it better, as we all know. Yes, we know. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Wore it better. And I call it H&M. H&M. Hache oh. and Mache, as we said Hache last time. Mache. Oh. Yes. oh, yeah. I gifted it to you on this podcast. Everyone knows what you're wearing. <laughs> yes, of course. Oh, uh, that's right. There's a through yeah. line here. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, look, you come on the podcast at least three times. You get you anal get a beads. Right. Well, five times anal beads, three times a sweater worn by somebody on television. I'm going to have to start giving away all of my like Americans. The Remember when Rebecca, when we would pick up like yes. old props from the Americans, the like Americans, outside of our yeah. office. Yes, so I'm going to have yes. to start sending those to people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, um, if you appear on the podcast a sixth time, we actually kill you during the podcast. We come to your house. You are, you're taking too much <laughs> attention away yeah. from us. That, I mean, trust me. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, I mean, in the re- I got to give you this sweater in person because we all, much like everyone important to us, convened at Dominic's show at the Cutting yes. Room, which was absolutely hilarious. Oh, and hilarious. oh, thank you, thank beautiful. you. I loved and it. I loved it. I laughed yeah. so hard and yeah. was so funny because every time you had like a bomb that you needed to drop on the audience, you would turn and look directly into my eyes and drop it, knowing that I was going to give you the biggest reaction in the entire world. <laughs> I was basically do. I've gotten so used to doing this podcast that I'm only performing for for you. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was it was touching. It was funny. It was great. And if you weren't there, you are homophobic. So, you know, that's that. That's that. Where should we start, by the way, with the family? Because I think what we'll do is speak about all the characters or as many as we can fit in. But if we're going to fix them at the end, we should do. We should fix them as a family, right? Yeah. Yes, I think that our pitches need to be like overall, like how do we move forward with like, and it needs to be one fell swoop. People can do different things, but like, sure, like it's not like let's fix this person and this person and this person. It needs to be like one pitch. Right. And to yeah. Chris, to Chris's point earlier, this was not our idea. Several people wrote in during the actual final run of the, the of the show, uh, or the final season rather, and said that we should fix this family. And we thought it was hilarious. So we're not, I mean, that's why we ask who you want so we can steal the ideas and do less work. And if they were real people, we would have talked about them 17 million times yeah. on this podcast, correct? Absolutely. Like they yes. basically are exactly are. the people we would be fixing on this show if they really were real and not actors. Well, they are. They the are. The Murdochs. They are real the people. Trumps, <laughs> yeah. The Murdochs, the Trumps, the Trumps, you know. Mm-hmm. Fill in the blank, rich, you know, wealthy, wealthy American family. That's Do, what they can are. You understand this is what's happening because I'm yeah. not muting my microphone. It <laughs> I is love it. Truly, it is like I live in Port Authority, not outside <laughs> it, literally inside it. Do you remember? Oh wait, that that movie with what was it, Gary Coleman, where he lived in the didn't he live in Grand Central? <laughs> I, I don't know, but I'm pausing <laughs> so I can Google it. This is what. <laughs> Wait, a film it? where Gary <laughs> Coleman lives in Port Authority. I have a boner. Gary Coleman. Just train station. Just train station movie. 
Did something come on up? the right track made in 1981? Oh my god! Where did he live? It was this a theatrical film or a television movie? I think it was a television movie. Hmm. And he like had a locker, and I'm looking this up. It does he live? In the train station or in the locker? Even? Oh God! If he lives, stop, stop! He did not live in a locker at <laughs> Rebecca, the this is, this Rebecca. Is horrible. <laughs> On the right track is a 1981 American romantic comedy film with the feature film debut of Gary Coleman. It was directed by oh. Lee Phillips. Oh, a young homeless shoeshine boy named Lester is living in a locker at Union Station, <laughs> Chicago. Oh my God. Already a beloved figure among the staff at the station who look after him and avoiding attempts to move him to an orphanage. He finds great popularity after it is revealed that he has an amazing talent for picking winning horses at the racetrack. Jesus Christ on a cross bleeding. Holy, holy mother of God. This is racist, classist, heightist. It is all the ists. It's everyone. I can't believe you don't remember this, Dom. I can't believe either. But you know, there was a period of time where all these comedy people were doing very serious roles in the early 80s. You remember when Lucille Ball was homeless in the TV film Stone Pillow? I don't don't remember the name. Oh, my God. And then Mickey Rooney did this. Yes. I mean, he could never. Mickey Rooney actually was, has a very checkered sort of, you know, he played an Asian character in Breakfast at yes. Tiffany's, which is widely regarded as the reason you can't watch the movie anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And then he played um, Bill. My name is Bill in a series of oh, television yeah. movies where he was mentally uh, disabled yes. and watching him, it, it really is right up there with Rosie O'Donnell yeah. riding the bus with my sister. Yeah. Like you look at it, I and remember you're like, that one. How on earth did this get made? There was there was a second person that couldn't say to the first person, "This is a bad idea." Yeah. Two people <laughs> thought this was good, but we have them and think of them fondly. I think about this. I think about Gary Coleman living in a locker once a month at least. So. <laughs> I can't pass a locker without thinking about Gary Coleman. I actually can't. That's why I I don't go to the gym, because it's too Gary for me. I actually was homeschooled because of (laughs) I feel like every time you're on this podcast, you bring up some movie from, like, before I was born. And that's like, remember when this happened? And we all just go... Hmm. <laughs> remember in 1980 remember the odessa step sequence in the russian silent film <laughs> nobody all right, all right well succession hbo max HBO. yes thank you let's, for pulling us back in let's do it the only person you're not hosting is pulling us back in to do the job <laughs> it's appreciated where shall we start with which roy family member will we begin that's the hardest question so far. Well, well, how, where do we start? Well, I think, okay. I was just going to say, just quickly, I mean, everyone knows what Succession's about, right? Sure. You don't have to it's do like a, a quick. It's about a, a, a billionaire family that owns a media company in New York, and it's called Succession because you quickly learn in the very first episode that this dad has to decide which of his three competent children will take over his empire after he dies. And it ran for four seasons on HBO slash HBO Max and was incredible. 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 And if you don't know anything about it, like you need to 
go outside and like yeah. learn what's happening in the world because it's all anyone talked about for the yeah. last four years. So like <laughs> there'll be major even... spoiler alerts yeah. here as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. you should turn it off all right of now if you didn't yeah. haven't seen it. It was also um, it was created by and show ran by a British man named Jesse Armstrong. So it's it's kind of like his spoof on. American, American capitalism. capitalism. In fact, in, vi- in many interviews, both the producers and the cast have said, we have no idea how people are describing this show as a drama when yeah. it is so clearly a comedy. The yes. black, black, blackest black, comedy black, maybe black, on black. television, but yeah. it was, yeah. you know, th- they considered it a comedy. Yeah. And it was, I mean, for sure. I mean, I mean it, was, honest- it was a statement about the super rich. There's absolutely yeah. no doubt. It's honestly like a, a companion piece to like the comeback. Like it's like that yeah. level yes. of like, yeah. you're just cringing yeah. the entire time. Like Veep, you were just like, like oh my Veep. God, will yeah. these people, yeah, Veep is a perfect like companion piece mm-hmm. to this. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, how could these people be any more annoying and like mm-hmm. stupid? Yeah. If I can, I think, yeah, I don't think there's any fixing Logan Roy. I think start with the kids. Great. Let's start with the oldest and least consequential, Khan. I what I loved the most about Khan being on the show was that this they made it very clear that ATN, the network that was owned by this family, was basically going to choose the next president. Meaning that with just a little bit of effort, they (laughs) that Logan could have backed his own son to have been the next president. And he's just so such a lunatic that they didn't even entertain it to the point where he was running for president and had to beg his father for airtime on the network his dad owned it but but at the same time i feel like in the end of the day he was the one who came off i don't the best question mark do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like, i often think that khan and his wife would be the spinoff because I think that they would probably end up living the most interesting life. I know she was objecting on the final episode to some of the countries it was being suggested where he would have an ambassadorship and she would have to move. So there's sort of a green acres moment there. Like if they move to some Eastern European war torn, impoverished nation, I would want to see her and Khan trying to survive there. And that I see that like a comeback or a veep where it would be a half hour more more leaning into the comedy yeah yeah and and too like there's the least damage is done by Khan and his wife like the least you know what I mean like they're just like being rich people being rich people do you know what I mean and like being like what country do I want to be an ambassador to Hmm, let me think and it's like I don't see like because at the end of the day it's like he doesn't make any decisions it's all his like team anyway so it's like it's just a he's just a figurehead which is like what I think is like what he wants and what we want for him Shall we move on? Yeah. Who are we going from oldest to? Well, you know, now I don't even know who is the oldest. Well, they there's a debate, but I do think it goes Ken Shiv. Um, I Roman. think so too. Yeah. Where to begin with Ken? Oh, By the way, my. I used to date. I dated someone I think for a year that looked exactly like Khan. Because um, Khan played was uh, the uh, Alan Ruck, the actor played Cameron in uh, Ferris Bueller's, Ferris Bueller's Day, Day Off. Off. And I I dated someone that looks exactly like that. I wonder if he looks like Conrad Roy now. I, I will say too. Out. I think he looks great. Yeah, I he does. Too. He, he looks great. He does. Yeah, I'd hit it. I mean, especially um, if he's a billionaire. Like, yeah, exactly. I, yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. could be Gary <laughs> Coleman in a we locker don't even... at a pill with a million dollars. <laughs> I'd hit it. Oh, you're such an idiot. <laughs> 
<laughs> Barry Coleman was a millionaire, which was a billion dollars back then. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Kendall, I was had a crush on in the first couple seasons, but mm. then he really let his skin go the wayside, which I didn't really <laughs> His like. actual skin? Yeah. Oh, That's wow. so mean of me to say, but like- It's a slam. It's the first it's slam, slam of the episode. It was very, like, at the end, I was like, he's, he's suffering from that thing that like older men, especially older white men get, where mm-hmm. their lips start to be strange and like their jowl area starts to get very, like- there starts to be some upsets, and it, yep. it, it, I it has you. not. I hear has, you loud and clear. You no, could have you just don't have me. this. I appreciate you it. don't have this. I, I would have. Told, I would have told you this to your face way earlier if this was how you are. I'm gonna wear no. tape around you from now on. You go ahead. Is that, you is that your Botox guy in the background? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not in the background. A needle here. coming in on the side, no. like in. <laughs> Yeah. No, but he has that thing where like his lips are starting to go like th- there's like a hormone thing happening with the lips. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And so, yeah. but the first couple seasons when he'd be on that treadmill, like being aggressive, I would be like, ooh. Mm. And then you know what I mean. But now in the end, I'm like, it's he's the saddest one in my opinion. I mean, he is the 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 oh. the, sad, the rap. Right. I'm sorry. Oh, the rap. Never one forget. Of the best scenes in the whole series. Uh, ever. He is. I mean, they're all comic relief, but that rap was just. It was gorgeous. The, it was gorgeous the reverence with gorgeous. which he did it. Yeah. I mean, he Jeremy Strong is a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna use the word brilliant. He is a brilliant yeah, actor. Brilliant. Like yeah. he gave a brilliant performance. Here. Yep. Um. Did we ever see Ken in any state of undress or in any sex scenes over the four seasons? No, sadly, no. no. I wish there was more sex scenes in the show. Is that I can't believe I'm saying this about an HBO show. Yeah, I think it's because it's not. It's not. I don't know. It just feels like it's not part of the show. Yeah. Well, in a reboot, they should have uh, the weekend play Kendall, and (laughs) there will be anal. There will be all sorts. Every episode. You want to talk about anal beads, though? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, what Kendall pivots to after he's not uh, named the successor. Because Kendall was. Kendall's so. It's just like so sad. Because it's like. He doesn't have the, he doesn't have, to quote New York Tiffany Pollard, he doesn't have the vernacular he thinks he possesses. He, the only reason he has any of this stuff is because his dad, and he hasn't ever needed to prove that he is good at business and isn't. Like, if we remember in the first season, remember he's trying to do that deal with the mm-hmm. guy, like that yep. friend guy who I think is so hot, who's like, oh, beyond, beyond. Yeah, I think he, he's I on Broadway him. right now. Yeah. In the, I, a doll's house should, with Jessica Chastain. He's trying to do a, deal with him in the first season and and Kendall fucks the whole thing up remember yeah 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 like he can't even do a deal that's like should be a no-brainer it's not even that hard and he can't do it shall we move on to Siobhan Shiv Roy she in my opinion is the least capable is that horrible no, Every it's time just I sexist. Saw... If you think Every... sexism's no. horrible, then sure, that's horrible. Uh, I'm just, fuck the patriarchy? Okay. <laughs> Every time she goes to do like a deal or negotiate with someone, it's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And she has so many tells and she's always like, well, I mean, I love smirky Sarah Snook. No, it's though, great. Honestly, no, it, she's a brilliant I'm... actor, but like, oh, yeah. As she, like Shiv, the character is like she she does it perfectly, but I'm always like Shiv, like you're fucking this up so bad, like stop, you like know, pretend I that you know what you're talking about, like. You know what I mean? 
I'm going to even say this. I think that she is, she's almost a watered down Kendall ability wise because she's presented in the first episodes in the first season as this like totally together, whip smart, half villain, half hero, knowing that she's, you know, entering a marriage of convenience and she's very just sort of aware and she just seems so cunning. And then as each layer of the onion, she gets stepped on more times maybe than anyone. In the end, she stepped on the most. In the end, she is at the very, very, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, Kendall's down there, you know, wanting to jump into the ocean, but she's not much far, much further above him. You know, like she, the handholding with Tom in the car when she realizes in an instant that she has turned into her actual mother who she despises. It's a, maybe the best television moment of the year Agreed. is Shiv Agreed. and Tom, yeah. uh, the handholding. Oh, absolutely. And, of the year. And like the that's way, not even, I'm not and even the way she puts her hand. It's a queen and King sort of, she, she, her hand is up. Her hand is up like this and his hand is this. And she just places her hand. It looks very Royal. What you're saying, a marriage <laughs> of convenience it is like a king and queen. It is like a political marriage. And she's acknowledging that by just gently placing her hand in his. And she's just like, okay, now I'm, I'm the second. I'm the, I'm the woman to the. After all that. Yeah. Hanging and home, and yeah. she, it's like, she got fucked over by every guy on every the show. Guy. And, but she also tried to do it back. Yeah. So she was an equal, at least in, in and that that's, regard. I mean, this is why we're fixing them because this is the learned behavior from their shit fucking horrible dad. Right. And mom, this is the, 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 beha- you know, they don't learn love. They learn love is through uh, climbing a ladder, getting to the top and being declared a winner. When she tried to like always come out on top and she was always had her, her exit plan. You know what I mean? She always was half in with everyone. Like she was never yeah. like, even when it was the three of them going to do like their little yeah, news organization, she was always ready to like throw them under the bus to like be the one that comes out unscathed. Right. And so yeah. I, it was funny because it's like, she finally realized, Oh no, I'm out of like, I'm out of plays. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, right. I'm like I'm at the end of my rope and instead of incinerating everything, she's like, Oh, I actually do have this exit plan, which is mm-hmm. to continue to be in my marriage. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like now that that is that that's now my exit plan because right. that's now become the value of my marriage has now skyrocketed monetarily and mm-hmm. everything else. Actually, my real identity has actually plummeted. If we're going to talk about stock yeah. market terms, you know, business. Right. I'm actually like getting kind of jealous of all these kids right now. I wish. <laughs> wish I had a billion dollars. It's also, and that's the other thing is like, remember in the, in the final scene, they're like, let's just get paid out and never have yes. to worry about this anymore. Yeah. And they can't do they it. Can't no, they do can't it. do it. They if I had $5 million, I'd be like, bye. Yeah. Like everyone, bye. Like, see you never. Like, yeah. let yeah. alone I they have billions. Very, yeah. Billions I made it very clear. If you, if you send me $25,000, you won't see me again. That's, yeah, yeah. That is literally <laughs> enough for me to just start a new life. <laughs> well, literally, literally, that's how much I charge if anyone wants to marry me to get Canadian citizenship. <laughs> <laughs> literally. 25k American. Not We're good Canadian. to go. Shall we move on to Roman? Yes, I was going to say. Speaking of disappointing, but actually, I don't know. I, I thought, don't know. He may have know. ended up the happiest of of the kids at at the end of it. I agree. What I mean, happens to him at the end? What did we know anything that he, he does? He's, he's just at a bar drink, drinking a martini, a martini thinking which, about Jerry. Yeah, 
Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I wish we would have, you know, see, this is the sad part is like the sex scenes in this show are like him being a sick fuck and like Jerry like doing weird sex shit with him, which like I wanted more of. Like I yeah. wanted, I wanted to see their relationship blossom or it be insane. And then somehow that makes Jerry get fired and he gets saved, even though he's the aggressor. Right. Know what right. I mean? Like I wanted like a me too squashing behind right. closed doors and Jerry becomes the scapegoat. You know what I mean? Like, that would have been fun. His facade crumbling was th- just the most, yeah. Oh God. I mean, yeah. just all of it at the, at the funeral. I was like, I, one of amazing scene. Amazing I don't know scene. how you choose this yeah. season between the three Jeremy Strong and Kieran Culkin for yeah. for the Emmy. Yeah. I would go with Kieran Culkin, though. Yeah, me too. I would um, too. And I don't see how you give Best Actress to anyone other than uh, Sarah. Sarah. Like I, I mean, I, she's just. I mean, so I guess good. is Matthew Mc McFadden uh, supporting? Would you he say? is. Yeah. Yes. Um, he was. He won for I think supporting before. He won last year. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, I mean, he's insane. He's insane. insanely talented. And it's always, you know, it sounds pedantic, but when you when you hear Sarah Snook and Matthew uh McFit, it's it's McFadden, right? Yeah, it's McFadden. Yeah. McFadden. When you hear them in interviews. Well, this is exactly what you're saying. This is the whole point of what you're saying right now. <laughs> right? Is that when that we can't even pronounce their names correctly and they're speaking in a completely normal American accent. Completely yes. normal. Yeah. Like it's shocking to hear them yeah. speak. Yeah. She's Nothing. Australian and he's British, British. right? But yeah. those scenes this year were such who's afraid of Virginia Woolf. It's such playwriting. It's such play acting. It's so intimate. I I just, it was amazing. I know that is not talking about Roman. Let's talk about Roman. <laughs> I mean, he's like the little worm. You know what I mean? Like, in my opinion, he's so, he's so like a little he reminds me of like Schmeagle from like Lord of the Rings do you know what I mean like that's who he is in the show am I wrong though he's like there no to you're pick not up the, he's like to there to pick up the scraps he's like the vulture you know what I mean that's how but I see him he was always comic relief and you yes. you almost in the first season thought he was sort of inconsequential and he was even billed as supporting that year but as the years went on again like his transformation was insane you know it was insane and i loved by the way as an aside the way that the fourth season was just presented as just it was always just one day one day it it just made it so insane incredible and so intense and he was so 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 good this season yeah i would give him the emmy actually i know you could you could see i mean so he was sort of like other than greg the he was very much the the comic reliefy like that that shit that rich shit like we've all known that rich shitty kid who yeah yeah like whatever i'll get away with it i'll do this i can do that i can get away with anything i do think this season though he really did sort of you know as roman he learned that okay i have to like step up my game now i'm i'm maturing i'm i'm i want to be in charge and then you do see the minute his dad dies the decline that he's yep. exhausted, the anger, the, and then it all culminates at, at the funeral. I think when he, you know, he says, Oh, I pre grieved. I pre grieved. Oh God. I love that. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. He really, he, his character went through so much yeah. in this it's almost emotionally more than any other of the siblings yeah. went through. 
Yeah. Um, and he played it beautifully, even at the end. Whenever he's Dominic, we, we talked about this, but he's like, "We're this is all bullshit. Like, we're we don't mean anything. Like, yep. We only he was he was the one that needed to like, do yeah. it, right? Like, because he was the, the least like, invested. Like, it's, and he's like, guys, like it's over. Like this is done. Like we fucked it up. Like it's time to move on now. Like, and you know, he was also the one. And when the three of them were in the conference room, and Ken wanted to like beat up on Shiv. And Roman actually was the one who was like, she's pregnant. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. You know, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. You know, he it's it is true. I think he is the least delusional, but he is the one that, you know, the I, I forget. Was it after the funeral? Where, where does he look? Where did he go in the street and get beat up? At that, that protest after? on the second oh, yeah. to last. It was like a episode. protest yeah. for the for the presidency. Right. So right. Like he right. Has sort of like a I'm I need to feel hurt. I need to feel pain. And that is always like, I feel like that's what he wanted Jerry to do to him. I yeah. Think that's what he, his relationship with his dad was like, there's something in him that always needed to like, to feel alive. He needed to feel pain. And it's just like, they're just so fucked up. They're just well, he, obviously and, fucked up. And he needed to connect to the outside world. Yeah. The rest of them all yeah. loved living in like this delusion. Yeah. He needed to be able to scream at someone in their yeah. face and be like, you guys are, you people are idiots. Why don't you get this? Like, do you right. know what I mean? Like, again, yeah. trying right. to like, his whole point of him yelling at those people was to be like, don't you see that like, we yeah. have all this controlled? Like none of your protesting is going to do anything. Yes. Like right. this is already like matter. made up. This, this is already made up for everyone. Yeah. You yeah. know what we I mean? Already, like we, d- we orchestrated this. Yeah. And you know what we haven't, we didn't talk about actually with Ken was that he he killed somebody yeah (laughs) I just I mean we forgot that Kendall killed somebody then he confessed to killing somebody to his brother and sister at his mom's wedding and then denied right then said it was a joke fucking thing and said it was a joke he is the worst because they they use that they tried to use it again at mom's house when they were just like it can't be you you killed someone you killed somebody I made it up yeah (laughs) No, that was in the, that was in the conference room. room. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I thought it was back. That's the the climax of the, in my opinion, them bringing that back up is the climax of the show. Yes, because you knew it had to come up. I thought it has to come up, right? Or no, I thought the same thing. I was like, didn't he kill someone in the first season? Like that never paid off. I'm so confused of why they made that happen if it just was never going to be anything. Mm -hmm. And then it, in my opinion, is like the climax of the show is that they are like, we will use this dirt against you if you want to try to do this. Like we will, like we will fuck each other that bad. When yeah. he told them in Italy in season three about that, I knew the moment he said it, I was like, this is a bad idea. You can't, yeah. you you really, you can't even trust a spouse You're, with that information. Right. I'm sorry. No. If you've killed no. someone, you got to die with it. I mean, we watched Dynasty Dallas Days of Our Lives, all the D's, you know what we I know mean? Better. We know We know better. Yep. Yeah. You yeah. just don't do it. You don't so do my it. husband, if you, if you are listening, I have never murdered anyone. And I never will. <laughs> Should we do some like honorable mentions before we get to the pitches? Absolutely. Yeah. Marsha was the queen of that show. Oh as far God. as I'm concerned, that entire four, the oh entire four season God. run was just about Marsha's journey yeah. to finally throwing the whore out of the, yes. uh, the, yeah. the post death oh dinner. Oh my God. Carrie. <laughs> I love that. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Um, wait, what was the, uh, wait, Kendall's who's Marsha? The, his wife, uh, Marsha's Logan's Logan, wife, Logan's 
like third wife or whatever. She is such a good actor. I don't know if yeah. either of you have seen the show Rami on Hulu. No, but not yet. She, yeah. she plays his mother. And when I tell you, there is a episode of the show that's all about her and she becomes an Uber driver. And I, in my, it's in, it's one of the most thought provoking and best episodes of any television show I have ever seen. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm going to write that down because we all know you are not prone to hyperbole at yes. all. So <laughs> I, I hate convinced. you. I hate you. I hate you. But no, I'm serious. It's she's when I saw her as his wife, I was like, oh, my God, she's going to be so good in this because she's such a good actor. Yeah, she's a great actress. They, yeah. There were so many older like uh, Cherry Jones. as. Oh, Anne. so good. I mean, I, I would yeah. watch Cherry Jones uh, paint a fence. It wouldn't yeah. even matter. And she yeah. would do it brilliantly. That, those scenes with her, the uh, the woman who ran ATN, um, Sid Peach, Sid, fabulous, like just like these these New York theater actors are just so, so amazing. And obviously, I mean, there's so many of them. I mean, we have Lucas Madsen. We have, there's so many peripheral characters that were just like amazing, amazing, amazing. You know, I forgot until just now about that scene of the first wife and the second wife and Carrie all sitting in the same yeah. row and sort of nodding Fantastic. at each other. Like, yeah. you know, uh, that was special. I wonder if yeah. they were inferring that Carrie was then going to get, uh, get any money. I think, I think. Possibly. You think that the first wife was probably going to arrange for yeah. Carrie to get a little kitty? Yeah, maybe. A little maybe. bit of the kitty. You know, yeah. But those like digs to her and, you know, I don't know, very first wives club or what, well, you know, very ex-wives club. And it's also funny, like they made Jerry knowing that we would all love Jerry. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like Jerry becomes the character that it's, that it's like, we all know that Jerry's going to be the best character in the whole fucking show. Like instinctively though, when it comes to a show like that, you never want to like over, overdo it with somebody. I wish we'd had more of Jerry though. That's the only tweak I'd make to the entire series is that I, I wanted Jerry to be a little more front burner. Like we, especially in season four, we needed her more just than that one great scene with, Roman we we, yeah. we needed we need a little yeah. little juice and and even like it's it was so interesting because it's like she they just throw those people away do you know what I mean it's like she yeah. was loyal to yeah. them forever and like really was like someone who was like actually really keeping the company afloat and really being like doing her job yeah. and it was like when it comes down to the time when it's like okay we're it's push comes to shove she just got thrown right in the garbage which right. is so it, but like that's that's American yeah. business for you ladies yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. In his final scene, he's basically, I took it as a profession of love for Jerry and also. Oh, with the martini. Yeah, with rebuking. Yeah. He yeah. knew he made a mistake and he probably lost her for yeah. forever. Um, and, he, and she was the real mother figure. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. the, whatever women are to men, mother figure, lover figure. All of it. Figure, all of it. She is woman to him. And. But of course, I mean, like, and not just not just women in this show. It's anyone not in the family. I mean, I think, I imagine, the Trumps are, you know, Donald Trump does this daily with people who work for him. He just throws them the fuck away. It doesn't matter if he even remembers who they are. Right? Exactly. Like, it. it, You're a nobody. You're a nothing unless you're part of the family. And Um, even when you are part of the family, you're Tiff. There's Tiffany Trump. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Who is Con? Like that's Connor. Connor. I mean, isn't that Con? Like that's yeah. he's Tiffany Trump. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah. And I think the other thing too is like even like cousin Greg. It's like he's like, oh, I like 
am part of the family and they they never you know what I mean it's even I if mean, he, he's a joke he's a fucking yeah, joke right yeah he's an absolute fucking joke and he gets joke I mean he did sort of say to Tom like you know he did sort of do the like I know of this and I know of that and you know he tried to play with Ken and and Shiv and Roman like I'll have your back if you have my back. He tried to play sides and he did okay. And in the end, right, he's just going to be fine because he's going to be working with Tom. So he, I honestly didn't know where that character was going to go. I didn't know if he was going to end, if he was going to, you know, stay on the Roy side or go with his granddad. But money, I mean, it's really, that's what the show's about. Yeah. I don't think his journey was, I don't don't think he went very far. I mean, it was satisfying seeing him shove Tom in the last episode, but other than that, it was just, he was the same idiot that he was in the first episode. Yeah. 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 And also honorable mention. I mean, we talked about Tom a little bit already, but just the creepiest fucking character I've ever seen in a television series. Yeah. Just brilliantly portrayed. Brilliantly. Fantastic. Fantastic. And it's like you... I mean, is who is like who is the part of gold character in this show? I, is there anyone? There no, is not. No one. No, it my husband exist. and I have discussed this. He's like, yeah. it's really something because literally, pardon me, literally, literally. every character on the show yeah. is unlikable. That's yeah. what made it yeah. so special. Like it was yeah. so addicting and they were all so horrible. Terrible. Tom's yeah. origin story, though, is the one sort of I, that's a that's a series I would watch yeah. or yeah. or a, a movie I would watch mm-hmm. to find out yeah. what how did he end up in this right. predicament because it's not spoken about really right that he just he didn't come from money is really what we know and he's from the Midwest right and that's like all we know so I mean you know he did this is planned this he planned this trajectory for himself he somehow realized there was this life and he made sure he went to the right colleges he got the right jobs and he sucked the dick right yeah like, that's what he basically was like i'll i'll kiss your fucking ass he's I just, like that I, guy from the fire festival who was gonna yeah, blow someone yeah. to get water into the right, tents exactly. that's, oh my God. That's, i that's forgot him. about that oh my god that's him that's that's literally tom and real that's a real life yeah. tom wow much lower stakes yeah. dominic yeah you're welcome, wow. Christopher. You're welcome. Wow. Wow, wow. I had forgotten all about that. How? Oh my goodness. I don't know. He's one of he's well, one of the, he's one of the century's heroes. heroes. Yeah, I know he is, truly. <laughs> all right. Well, how do we even how do we fix these people? I think that's the thing we need to figure that's out next, it. right? Well, this is the moment of truth because it's time for the pitches. Okay. What I think the Roy family needs to do is stay in the press because now that they no longer have what they used to have, which was like royalty because of them being the, the children that are the successors of their father, they now need to become their own celebrities on their own. Right. What they are going to do is that Shiv is going to continue to stay at ATN with Tom and what, Roman and Kendall are going to do is start the 100 that like bespoke boutique like news organization and everything that they start doing is going to be attacking ATN and exposing all of the fucked up shit that they have and it's going to be a firestorm of 
me too fucked up like horrible things just trashing the, now that the company is sold and they've gotten their money trashing the company like taking shots at them left right and center and causing all of the people involved to be in the media every single day that's the only way that one they know how to like thrive and like be at peace with their lives is by like utter chaos every day for no reason uh-huh they like th- like the fact that kendall goes to that bench and just sits there and like looks out and is like what does my life mean anymore like he Uh needs to now have a his life needs to mean something p.s you know that in one of the takes of that thing he jumps over the edge and they had to go jump in and save him and that was not part of the script at all but he took it upon himself to jump in the ocean right into the hudson river to get radioactive cancer in five seconds not (laughs) like well, because it made sense dramaturgically. I'm going to die. Yeah. I, I will like, I can't. I, I, he is he needs serious mental help. Like once this, like, he needs aftercare. Like truly, he needs aftercare. Jeremy Strong? Yes. <laughs> I don't think he's well. I'm serious. And I'm, I'm not saying this out of like, to be funny. I'm seeing being dead ass serious. I don't think he's well. He I'm- needs aftercare from that role. <laughs> Like he thought he was doing, he thought he was doing a Daniel Day Lewis and he's not Daniel yeah. Day Lewis is what this is. You know what I'm saying? Well, we, we I don't need, know. We I think men. he is Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. I think we need men who take acting so seriously. That Absolutely correct. I'm it. just saying, I think that like Daniel Day Lewis has been around the block and knows what he's doing. This was his first time to actually doing this and he needs to like tread lightly. Anyway, I, continuing I think on it's, I think it's, I think it's refreshing to see someone taking their work. I, I was, agree. when agree. I worked the drive through at McDonald's, I was also as committed to my yes, performance. I, I, I heard. <laughs> I needed, I needed meditation before I would put that headset on. That's, I feel like I understood I, Jeremy the amount Strong. of Speaking of $250,000, the amount of money I would pay to be able to watch a video of you doing that is. I that, know. Yeah. Yeah. It was the gayest. It was like I'm, watching Richard Simmons do a workout. It I was, can't it was even that imagine. Gay. I can't even imagine. Um, and and you weren't out. That's just so shocking to me. Well, shocking. he to everyone. <laughs> he was yeah, out to everyone but else. himself. Self. <laughs> Sorry, not to slam you on your own on your own <laughs> podcast. Okay, so oh God, what's what that? Showing us a That's me of? being um, molested by Ronald McDonald. What? <laughs> That's a lawsuit, Rebecca. Look at that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to my pitch. <laughs> so. Kendall Kendall looks out onto the ocean and is like, I should just kill myself because I have nothing to live for. He's gonna, they just need to continue. This can't be the end. They have to continue this firestorm and the drama because that's the only way they know how to be alive. And so that when he, the hundred needs to be made, it's Roman and Ken, the, the new disgusting brothers. And they like go after Shiv and Tom hardcore. And then the four of them are just like, in the firestorm and they become celebrities in their own right outside of their father for Mm. doing this. And then with that opens every door they need to do. And to go after ATN, you know what we never really, what they never really circled back to was that whole like Madsen. What did he do? Like save his blood, like all that weird stuff, like finding all that creepy stuff about Madsen. They could absolutely like, you know, do a me too situation. The, the, the papers that, that um cousin greg was shredding you know what i yeah. mean like there's all kinds of shit that they know and that yeah. they then they have they don't have anything that has value anymore what they have is knowledge and yeah. so they use that right. v- that knowledge to then give themselves yeah yeah like something that is an asset again yeah do you know what i'm saying yeah and that's how they and then they do that and then god only fucking knows what happens from there but it like 
it is it is what they wanted originally was like to be the disruptors. Yeah. You know, to disrupt everything. Yeah. Yeah. And that's my pitch. Well, anyone want to time me how many seconds it takes to invalidate Chris's pitch today? <laughs> I told him that I told him that like at the beginning of his pitch he explains why mine isn't good. Yeah. And so now he's super self-conscious of it. And I'm I keep so telling him like I think it. it's so funny and so he should continue yeah. to do it. Like yes. don't but I just needed to point it out, but I want okay. to him to continue to do it. I'm, I'm, now I'm obsessed now, with but, it. I'm on no, the verge of he, saying, Chris, your pitch was so good I'm not pitching this week. I forced it. Stop. Because he's I want him to be abusive. I, I want you to continue to do it. I like it. I'm not this week. I, I like your pitch. I would not invalidate any of it. Mine is, I, I feel like mine has shades of it, but but not really. I don't know if there was a non-compete uh, with ATN, like if the Roy family is is forbidden from opening or working at a competing, but I'm going to, for my pitch, assume that there was no non-compete. And given the amount of money they have, they can very clearly just open up another television network and it's going to be rsk or they'll call it risk for short obviously that's roman shiv kendall and they'll be called the risk network and this network will be one third hard news and the rest of the time it is just a truman show hulu kardashians moment following the roy family where they'll just oh switch on and off with all three of them because honestly if these were real people i would watch this network i wouldn't watch it 24 7 but if they were to big brother themselves that that's how they're going to stay in the public eye they're going to make themselves the product because they've already mm-hmm. done everything else shiv is absolutely going to divorce Tom because she does not need, she can be the queen of her own castle. Better to partner up with the, with the new disgusting brothers than with that piece of shit she's marrying. And then uh, that she's married to also, I want Lucas Matson. I, I want Tom to walk in on Lucas Matson, uh, fucking Siobhan. That's that, that's the only other thing that I want. Cause Same. fuck you, Tom. I mean, yeah. good on you, but fuck you. Shit was mine. Yeah. Shit yeah. was my favorite. Yeah. Um, and I want Jerry to be named the CEO of the Risk Network because they they owe her that. CEO, COO, something. I don't know. And that is my pitch. But as she an does aside, it. she does. As an aside, those healthy living homes that they were going to launch, I, I would absolutely retire there. Like there's no, there was nothing about it that made me say, no, I wouldn't do that. Right. I, I want to move into one of those smart homes for the elderly. And I'm, I'm also uh, very close to the age bracket that they were marketing <laughs> to. So I was so intrigued that if anyone knows any other communities that are like that one, please hit us up on the Fixing Famous People Instagram page and let an old queen know. Anyway, but that was my pitch. Okay. Beautiful. I loved it. Rebecca, um, you hold all yeah. the cards now. I am going to have to go with Dom's pick. <gash> Beautiful. Um, oh, okay. Rebecca, but, I need the win. I'm behind by several on this podcast now. Are we going to send this pitch to Jesse Armstrong? Well, it's fun that you bring that up because I was yeah. very, very determined in the first few episodes yeah. to send these pitches to the people. And I... 
<laughs> haven't done you any of them. I haven't sent one to anybody. You didn't, yet. you didn't send King Charles your his pitch. I didn't. You know, I wasn't sure if I should send it to his secretary yeah. or I. I didn't know how to really contact him. Mm-hmm. But there might come a moment this summer, maybe when I have a week off, where I just start yeah. sending out a, an FFP uh, form letter yeah. saying, "Please listen to this podcast and just send a link." Mm-hmm. I mean, people have heard, like people have followed our advice before without us sending yeah. it. Like people are yeah. able to find it themselves if they yeah. need to. They'll hear about it. I do think one of the shows on RSK. Could we also ha- could we have like a Doctor Phil kind of show where maybe there's a very special episode where all the, including Connor, all the kids come on and they do air out like every. Yeah, yes. Malady, I'm into that. Every I'm into that. Every, totally. Like, yeah. Not only that, but it should be hosted by Marsha. Like, I yeah. believe that she would give the best yes. advice. I mean, Agreed. she's in the best position yeah. of everybody, you know? The mom comes on, you know? RSK, that I never dawned on me, never fucking dawned on me. That's the that's, Risk that's, Network. Yeah, I love it. Well, and it's also like what they kind of wanted to do, right? Weren't yeah. they going to like go, oh no, they were going to vote to like get him out. That was their thing. At the end of yeah. season three, that was like their big coup that yeah. they were going to vote him out of the thing. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. they were doing their own thing, but that's not true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The train's here again. Did you hear that? Oh, good. <laughs> no, it, I actually <laughs> that, signals, that signals the end of the this installment of <laughs> Famous People. Rebecca Bregman, our first thricer. I cannot thank you enough for coming back again. You know that we love and adore more than almost anyone who's ever been here. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I hope that you found this um, podcast Semitic rather than (laughs) anti-Semitic. Making a Jew work on a Saturday is. Yeah. Well, there you go. Debatable. For the people at home, someone's holding the mic for her. She's yeah, my, not touching any machines. My Shabbos Goy is is holding uh, <laughs> my mic and my headphones. I'm in darkness. There's no lights on. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But thank you, as always, for having me on. I, I love talking about television. I love talking about movies. You know yep. that. So thank you. Thank we you. We do, too. Well, mm-hmm. our for obviously our for our summer movie screening that we'll have to be doing when we all go to Dominic's house is going to be the Gary Coleman in the Locker movie, obviously, <laughs> right? Without question. I'll like, see if my uh, stepdad can find can find us a copy and uh, put it on a server for us. Somewhere. Yeah, well, that's going to need to happen. Yes, thank yeah, you. Yeah, Rebecca, yeah. where can the people find you? Um, I think actually you can find me on the streaming network Max. I believe most. Of the programming I've worked on throughout my life is either on uh, it's on ID, it's on Food Network, it's on Discovery. So look for my name and all the credits on shows streaming on Max right now. Because those are all being consolidated into that mm-hmm. one convenient Pl- place. But, yep, yep. Well, that one convenient place. If you want to watch Succession and you want to watch The Playboy Murders and you want to watch Beat Bobby Flay, we're all there for you. Wow. Yeah. It's beautiful. This is sponsored by David Zasloff. David Zasloff thanks you and adores you. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic, where can people find you? My website is dominterry.com, where you'll be linked to all my socials at Dominic Pupa. Chris, where on earth can the people find you? You can find me at the Krista Rosa. You can find the show at Fixing Famous People. Please give us a review and let us know who you want us to fix next. Rebecca's doing a hand motion of five stars. Please give us five stars. Most of you do. 
I, I wish you both well. I love both of you. And obviously, let's all say it together again. Three, two, one. Where's, Where's Shelly? <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 